Welcome back to Group 2, The Hound Group. This recording is the Scottish Deerhound. Size, height, dogs from 30 to 32 inches, which is 76 to 81 centimeters, or even more if there be symmetry without coarseness, which is rare. Bitches from 28 inches or 71 centimeters upwards. There is no objection to a bitch being large unless too coarse, as even at her greatest height, she does not approach that of the dog, and therefore could not be too big for work, as overbig dogs are. Weight. Dogs from 85 to 110 pounds, 39 to 50 kg in dogs, and bitches from 75 to 95 pounds or 34 to 43 kg. Coat and color. The hair on the body, neck, and quarters should be harsh and wiry, about 3 to 4 inches or 8 to 10 centimeters long. That on the head, breast, and belly, much softer. There should be a slight fringe on the inside of the forelegs and hind legs, but nothing approaching the feather of a collie. A woolly coat is bad. Some good strains have a mixture of silky coat with the hard, which is preferable to a woolly coat. The climate of Canada tends to produce the mixed coat. The ideal coat is a thick, close-lying, ragged coat, harsh or crisp to the touch. Color is a matter of fancy, but the dark blue-gray is most preferred. Next come the darker and the lighter grays or brindles, the darkest being generally preferred. Yellow and sandy red or red fawn, especially with black ears and muzzles, are equally high in estimation. This was the color of the oldest known strains, the McNeil and the Chesthill Menzies. White is condemned by all authorities, but a white chest and white toes, occurring as they do in many of the darkest colored dogs, are not objected to, although the less the better, for the deer hound is a self-colored dog. The less white, the better, but a slight white tip to the stern occurs in some of the best strains. Head should be broadest at the ears, narrowing slightly to the eyes, with the muzzle tapering more decidedly to the nose. The head should be long, the skull flat rather than round, with a very slight rise over the eyes, but nothing approaching a stop. The hair on the skull should be moderately long and softer than the rest of the coat. The muzzle should be pointed, but the teeth and lips level. Nose should be black in some blue fawns, blue and slightly aquiline. The lighter colored dogs, the black muzzle is preferable. There should be a good mustache of rather silky hair and a fair beard. Eyes should be dark, generally dark brown or hazel. Very light eye is not liked. The eyes should be moderately full with soft look in repose, but a keen, far away look when the deerhound is roused. Rims of eyelids should be black. Ears should be set on high in repose, folded back like a greyhound's, though, raised above the head in excitement 
without losing the fold, even in some cases semi-erect. A prick ear is bad. Ear should be soft, glossy, like a mouse's coat to the touch, and the smaller the better. There should be no long coat or long fringe, but there is sometimes a silky, silvery coat on the body of the ear and the tip. On all deer hounds, irrespective of the color of coat, the ear should be black or dark colored. Neck. The neck should be long, of a length befitting the greyhound character of the dog. Extreme length is neither necessary nor desirable. Deer hounds do not stoop to their work like greyhounds. The mane, which every good specimen should have, sometimes detracts from the apparent length of neck. The neck, however, must be strong as is necessary to hold a stag. The nape of the neck should be very prominent, where the head is set on, and the throat clean cut at the angle and prominent. Forequarters. Shoulders should be well sloped, blades well back, and not too much width between them. Legs should be broad and flat, and good broad forearms and elbows are desirable. Forelegs must, of course, be as straight as possible. Feet close and compact, with well-arranged toes. Body. General formation is that of a greyhound of larger size and bone. Chest deep rather than broad, but not too narrow or slab-sided. Good girth of chest is indicative of great lung power. The loin well-arched and drooping to the tail. A straight back is not desirable, this formation being unsuited for uphill work and very unsightly. Hindquarters, drooping and as broad and powerful as possible, the hips being set wide apart, a narrow rear denotes lack of power. The stifle should be well bent, with great length from hip to hock, which should be broad and flat. Tail should be tolerably long, tapering and reaching to with one and a half inches or four centimeters off the ground, and about one and a half inches or four centimeters below the hocks, drooped perfectly down or curved when the deerhound is still, when in motion or excited, curved, but in no instance lifted out of line of the back. It should be well covered with hair on the side thick and wiry underside longer and towards the end a slight fringe is not objectionable a curl or ringtail is undesirable faults big thick ears hanging flat to the head or heavily coated with long hair are bad faults loaded and straight shoulders are very bad faults cowhawks weak pastern straight stifles and splay feet are very bad faults. Disqualifications. A white blaze on the head or a white collar. Points of the deerhound arranged in order of importance. Number one. Typical. A deerhound should resemble a rough-coated greyhound of larger size and bone. Two. Movements. Easy, active, and true. Three as tall as possible, consistent with quality. Head, 
long, level, well-balanced, carried high. Five, body, long, very deep in brisket, well-sprung ribs, and a great breadth across hips. Four legs, strong and quite straight, with elbows neither in nor out. Seven, thighs, long and muscular, second thighs, well-muscled, stifles, well-bent. Number eight, loins, well-arched, and belly well-drawn up. Nine, coat, rough and hard, with softer beard and brows. Ten, feet, close, compact, with well-knuckled toes. Number eleven, ears, small, dark, with greyhound-like carriage. Twelve, eyes, dark, moderately full. Thirteen, neck, long, well-arched, very strong, with prominent nape. Fourteen, shoulders, clean, set, sloping. And number fifteen, chest, very deep, but not too narrow. Sixteen, tail, long and curved slightly, carried low. Seventeen, teeth, strong and level. And last, number eighteen, nails, strong and curved.